Tuition for college continues to rise at a rather frightening rate. So if you're interested in saving up for your children or grandchildren's college education, you'll want to get started quickly. And there is one program that gives you a lot of control and flexibility when it comes to that investment. There's a limitation on how much you can put in, but that could be a significant contribution if, you're, if someone's in a situation to be able to make a one-time gift. There's no tax on the withdrawals if it's used for college. There's flexibility on what to do with the money in between. So actually, there's very little in the way of a downside. Welcome to LJN Radio. Glad you could be with us for this installment of Management Decisions. I'm Tim Muma. We're taking another look at the investing side of things, and we're joined by Mark Stratus, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial. We'll be discussing 529s, what they are, and why they're so valuable. Mark, thanks for coming back on the show. Glad to be here. Another interesting topic with our pals here over at Zarka Financial, uh, this time focusing on 529s. Some of you may know what that is. Some may not be quite aware, so that's what we have Mark on to fill us in on all the details. Let's start with that, I guess, opening question for those who may not be sure. What exactly is a 529 and how does that work? A 529 is a special program. It's available in all states, but let's concentrate on Ohio. That is an offshoot of the old Ohio Tuition Trust Authority program, which ceased to exist as it was originally intended two years ago. So with a college 529 plan, an individual has a choice to open up an account for the benefit of typically a child Mm -hmm. to begin accumulating money towards potential college expenses. And there are several advantages up front for this process, and these were all made permanent in a recent tax law change, so here's what it means. You may deposit money up to about $70,000 into that account that would allow for that money to sit and grow tax-deferred until it's time to spend the money on college. Mm -hmm. And if the money is used for traditional college expenses, then that money comes out and the earnings on that money, I should say, come out tax-free. Oh, okay. In Ohio, you're allowed to make a contribution, and under present law, on the Ohio state income tax return, there's a $2,000 income tax deduction. Rumor has it it may go as high as $10,000, but I have not had any confirming news to say that's now a (laughs) $10,000 write-off, so it remains at two. So... I have a granddaughter now, so let's say I open up an account for her. I put $2,000 in, and I get to take a $2,000 deduction against my income for the state of Ohio. And as long as that money, however I invest it, as long as that money stays in there, no taxes are paid, and when it's time to for Elsie to go to college, we take money out, and it allows us to pay for room, board, tuition, computers, the kinds of things in which most people spend money for their college expenses. Sure. So it, it, it's a great program. Most people are aware that under the federal estate tax laws, I can donate to anyone I so choose and make a gift to anyone I so choose of $14,000 a year. My wife and I could pick anybody off the street. Hmm. You, for example, Tim, my wife and I <laughs> could decide to give you $28,000, and it's income tax-free to you, and my wife and I can do it without any repercussions for the most part. Um, with any IRS issues. I'll take it. So, if, if you're offering, I'll take it. It was a hypothetical. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was, I was confused for a second, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm confused for a second occasion myself. So the, <laughs> the purpose of the 529s 
was to, in fact, allow people to begin accumulating money for the expenses of, of college. And then over the years, several things have happened which have made the program somewhat better. The first question that usually comes up, Tim, is what if my child chooses not to go to college? Right. And that happens. More and more people are recognizing that maybe a college education isn't the best thing for their son or daughter, that there's other alternatives. So if the money doesn't go for college education for the child for whom that money was originally dedicated, it could be moved down to a sibling, retaining all of its features and benefits, and then that sibling can, in fact, use it with the same privileges that the older sibling may have had. Hmm. Another question is, what if my child gets a scholarship? So you remember I said early on one of the advantages of the 529 is that you put the money away, the earnings continue to grow, there's no tax in any given year on the earnings until withdrawal, and then if it's used for college, it comes out tax-free, which is kind of a nice feature. But if you don't use the money for college and you take it out, then there is a 10% penalty in addition to the money being taxable on the earnings. Okay. So your my granddaughter qualifies for a scholarship of some kind, and that scholarship is for $5,000. That means I can take a pro rata amount of money out of the account value, and the amount that would have been taxable, I did not pay the 10% penalty on because she's not using it for college. Hmm. Because people say, what's the point of doing it if I get a scholarship? Right. Since not everybody's guaranteed a scholarship, this is one way to give some flexibility into the program as far as that goes. So it's really kind of a nice feature. But anytime you don't use the money for college or a college type of experience, then there's potential tax implications sure. at that point in time. As I say, it's kind of a, a nice feature. It, it's, it's a replacement in my mind for people who used to set up uniform gift to minors or uniform transfers to minors because the person who sets up the account retains control. Okay. If we set up a uniform gift to minor, when that minor turns 21, it's now that minor's, who's now a major, that his, his or her money. Interesting. Grandma and grandpa couldn't have any ties on it. Mom and dad, no ties. Right. With the college education plan, whoever sets up the account, let's say it's mom and dad, set up the account for their child, they retain control over the money. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think many people would appreciate that side of it for sure, as opposed to like you said, uh, sort of losing control, if you will. I'm curious when it comes to again the scholarship side of things. You know, you alluded to the amount might be smaller even than what you have in the 529. Do you mm -hmm. have options as far as then rolling part of that down to a sibling if it's not necessary yes. for use? Okay. Yeah, there's flexibility there. So. Over the years, the folks that I've helped establish these kinds of things, and let me pause them and say there's different ways to acquire these 529 plans okay. in Ohio. Originally, there was one way to get them, but now you can go through an advisor. So the sponsor in Ohio is BlackRock. They have a program which is available through advisors, people like me, or you can go directly to BlackRock and do it online yourself. Some people just like to do things on their own. Right. Or there are a couple of other selected companies, Vanguard being one. And then there is a bank which allows you to make deposits for people who 
feel more comfortable with a bank deposit because of protected principle, because of no fluctuation. There's a certain segment of our listening population that may appreciate that approach. Between do-it-yourself, do it with an advisor, uh, you have a number of options. Anybody would have a number of options of how to do it, whichever is more comfortable for them. Sure. And then there's lots of investment options. And I don't think we need to go over all those investment options because all anyone has to do is go online to BlackRock Ohio 529 College Advantage online and get all the information they need to help make a decision. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I mean, as you said, uh, people are going to have various options and the flexibility. Sounds like it's a great part of utilizing a 529. And for people who are in a situation with kids or with grandkids, uh, it definitely sounds like something they should look into. How about overall as far as estate planning goes? Does 529 play into that in some way? It does for people who have estate planning issues. And I say that cautiously because as the laws have changed over the years, Roughly speaking, today, any individual can pass along to a non-spouse about $5,250,000 exempt from federal estate taxes. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Ohio no longer has any estate taxes. So if you're dealing with a couple that has $10.5 million and are not sure what to do with it, there is a benefit for them to look at using a 529. If they could make that contribution, it would be eliminated from their estate, but like other irrevocable gifts that people may make to reduce the value of their estate, they do not lose control over the 529. Okay. If I'm creating an estate plan and I'm in a situation where I want to gift money out of my estate, and in order to get out of my estate, I can have no control. So in order to have no control, those gifts usually must be irrevocable Hmm. or irrevocable, depending on what side of the track you're on. (laughs) So... The 529, one can make that gift, and that $70,000 figure that I alluded to earlier says a couple could make a $70,000 contribution to an account, $140,000 if it's a married couple, provided you do not make another gift to that student for the next five years. Hmm. So somebody who wanted to move $140,000 out of their estate could do so, and still retain control of that money. Very interesting. It's, it's kind of neat for grandma and grandpa, because then if the kids <laughs> don't lose use the money, it's out of grandma and grandpa's estate, but they still control it. Right. Wow. So there's, there's a lot of things. And I, I think the upside dollar, I think the total amount that can be put into the plan in the limits today is somewhere around $400,000 per student. Okay. Because it's, ba- it's based on the four-year cost of college. Oof. So if you take current annual costs at top-tier schools, you could end up spending $400,000 for a four-year education. So don't hold me to those numbers. Those are approximates <laughs> just for conversational purposes, but it's somewhere in that range. Right, and that, that's another topic in and of itself, by the way. That, it uh, certainly is. <laughs> you it and I aren't going to talk about that one today, but we obviously appreciate your expertise in this specific area because I think a lot of those details you're bringing up and uh, people probably would have no clue about or they'd be a, a little uh, unsure of how they can handle those things. So um, that's obviously why we have individuals like you on the show to, to bring that expertise to us. Are there any issues or problems that you foresee currently or in the future with 529s for anyone who might be wondering, you know, this almost sounds too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with it. Well, let, let's let's do a quick history of the 529s. They were pretty much introduced to the, to the public back in the mid-90s. 
around 1996, there were some tax law changes that introduced them as an extension of what used to be tuition plans in various states. And then in 2001, with the Economic Growth Tax Revenue Act, the idea of the tax-free withdrawals was introduced on earnings. The principal, remember, is being made with after-tax dollars, so the principal will never again be taxed. Mm -hmm. But earnings is what you're hiding from taxation. Sure. So if you leave the money in the bank for the then you pay in, you pay taxes on the interest earned in the bank. If you leave it in a regular stock or mutual fund account or anything, dividends, capital gains, all reportable and taxed in the year in which they're received if you're not using it for college. So the 529 shelters that. Mm-hmm. So the Pension Protection Act of 2006 made permanent the tax-free withdrawal of earnings effective 2010. So now... There's no question that the sunset provision was eliminated, which means that the end of it was taken away. It's now permanent. So people can open a 529. And let me throw this cautionary comment in there. Anytime Congress passes a law and makes it permanent, it's only permanent until they change their mind. <laughs> and I'm being serious. I mean, I know you are. <laughs> that's, that, that's what happens. It's still it's amusing. A <laughs> it's, still, it's a permanent provision until we change our minds. <laughs> So it's kind of like, you know, grounding your kid. It's permanent until tomorrow. So now we have something which we know money can be put in. The, the Let's say mom and dad or grandma and grandpa can't control those dollars, and those dollars withdrawn for the use of the, the, the designated beneficiary, the, the student, will come out without taxes being paid on earnings, provided the money is used for college education and college type of education. It doesn't necessarily mean a four-year. It can be a two-year college. Mm. Um, Early examples is if your child wishes to go to a PGA school to learn how to become a professional golfer, that qualifies. Nice. So there's just tremendous flexibility. There's all kinds of investment options, more than you need to have, in my opinion, but some people just like to have more. I mean, we are a country of excesses, so let's have 27 choices when two or three would probably suffice. (laughs) So there's no there's a limitation how much you can put in, but that could be a significant contribution if you're if someone's in a situation to be able to make a one-time gift. There's no tax on the withdrawals if it's used for college. There's flexibility on what to do with the money in between. If the child does not go to school, there's flexibility on the back end of transferring to another beneficiary. If a scholarship is granted, then the amount of scholarship can be withdrawn from the account and bypass the 10% penalty. And then lastly, when it's included on a financial aid form, the FAFSA form, free financial advice student application, only 5.64% of parents' assets are included in this category, so it leaves a lot of room for financial aid. So actually, there's very little in the way of a downside, because the biggest reason people don't do it is, what if my child doesn't go to college? Wow. Okay. So yeah. you give it to somebody else or you use it for yourself. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you pull the earnings out, you pay a 10% penalty on the earnings. Right. That's hardly a downstroke when you're looking at what the money could be used to do under more optimum circumstances. Would you agree? 
Completely agree. And I think all Great. of it, yeah, I think all of it very <laughs> fascinating. And, and as you said, laying out the benefits in a number of different ways and the flexibility, I, I think people really need to understand those aspects of it. And that's why we had you on to talk about this. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this episode. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it goes by fast, but lots of good information in that short period of time. Uh, so, Mark, just thank you once again for coming on and giving our listeners this type of insight. It really is appreciated. My pleasure to help. That'll do it for us on Management Decisions and our conversation about 529s with Mark Stratus from Zarka Financial. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or you can send us a tweet at the LJN and be sure to check out all of our additional shows on iTunes. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.